all right today? Yes. You sure? Yes. Ask your face. Say, face, are you okay today? Face? Did your face say yes? Yes. Then tell your face to show it. First Corinthians chapter 12. You guys want to see in the back? You want to stand? I mean, it's up to you. You want to sit? You want to see? Okay, yeah, find a seat. And if we can kind of just squish in maybe and find some room. There's some seats in the front. I just, you know, if those who want to stand, feel free to stand. First Corinthians chapter 12, let's read. The human body has many parts, but many parts, many parts that make up a whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share that same spirit. Yes, the body has many what? Different parts, Paul says. Praise God for the body's different parts, right? We love it. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? Of course not. 17, if you were wondering. If the whole body were an eye, that would be totally awkward. Um, how would you hear? Or if the whole body was an ear, how would you smell anything? Makes complete sense, right? How many are lost right now with what Paul is talking about? Okay, yeah, he's being very clear, right? Verse 19, here we go. In case you were checking your Facebook status, how strange a body would be if a hand, if, I'm sorry, if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts but one body. Somebody said, say yes. 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 There are many parts. There are many parts. But one body. But one body. Just get that in your head. That's good stuff right there. In fact, some parts of the body. Uh, that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And all the parts we regard less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should, uh, that should not be seen. Hallelujah. Uh, while the more honorable parts we do require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. I love this part when Paul says this. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. Man, that could preach in itself right there. If, if, if one part of the body is honored, if one part of the body is kind of... Yeah focused on, esteemed, or favored, whatever you want to call it, we should all be glad that that part is being honored. Okay? All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who can speak in unknown languages. Mm -hmm. These are just some of the parts. Mm -hmm. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Uh, do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. Man, that is just good stuff. 
We should all be happy. Uh, so you should not, I'm sorry, so you should earnestly desire the more helpful gifts. But now let me show you the way of life that is best. And we all know that 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul goes into it and segues and talking about love being the greatest amongst all the gifts or of all the parts. Yeah. And so just a couple of things as we uh, kind of like observe the text, we want to apply it, right? And so let's just apply it. Verse 12, uh, Paul, what? He gives us an analogy. He compares the body of Christ, the church, to the human body, right? Does he not? It's very clear. But in the same way the human body has many different parts, so does the church. And although it has many parts, it still makes up one whole body. So we have our individualistic part to play, but we understand that in our individual ministry, our part, we still make up one whole body. Do we not, according to Paul? That is good stuff. Paul echoes the main point, again, in verse 14. Let's just read quickly. Verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Thank you, God, for the many different parts of the church. The many different unique expressions and gifts of the church. I'm so grateful uh, that we have. Because you know what? It takes the pressure off of me to try to be all parts and to be all things and to be all gifts. I don't have to because, you know what, as we become one body, you make up the part that I'm not. I make up the part you're not. I I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like I have to, like, be every part and supply every need. No. The whole body, all the parts working together, every joint supplies the whole need, the whole health, the whole life of the whole body. And, of course, we are talking about the church. Paul goes on to explain that even though... Parts of the body differ from one another. They still are needed for the overall good and function of the body. Let's read 15 and 17. Just some more, I think, of the meaty parts of this text. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? Of course not. Verse 18 God is the designer, right? He puts this body together, just like he did Adam, you know, just as he formed us uh, uniquely, the Bible says in Psalms, that he formed and put us together, what, in our mother's womb. He not only does that, but he's involved with putting his church together, you know, putting the parts right where they need to be, right? Uh, God is the designer, both of the human frame and the church. He puts each part of the body right where he wants it. Just as he formed the human body in the beginning, he is constructing the church and putting uh, the, pe- the right people where they're needed the most. God is in control. Verse 21. We need each other and we belong to each other. I know, that can get scary, but it's the word of God. Let's just look. Verse 21. Here Paul says this. What? This is his words, not mine. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. We need each other. Now, if you need something to just give us further confirmation that we belong to one another, let's turn to Romans chapter 12, if we could. Can we turn to Romans chapter 12 briefly? I'm going to get the Word of God before you tonight. Okay, Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 5. Here we go. We belong to each other. Paul says this, and he's talking uh, essentially the same topic to the Roman people, and he's a Roman church. He says this, 
Just as our bodies have many parts, some of the same language, and each part has its special function, so it is with Christ's body, so it is with the church. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Come on. I know, it's not crazy. I need you. You need me. I belong to you. You belong to me. Christ is the head. We are in the body. This is good stuff. Verse 22, and we'll close here. Back to 1 Corinthians, if we could. I think I'm within the time. Uh, verse 22, 1 Corinthians 12, 22. Paul says this in 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Amen. Sadly, if we're not careful, we will view some parts of the body more important than other parts. But it's to the contrary that those parts are often the most important. In other words, what we deem as, as kind of uh, not so necessary for the overall function, you know, maybe I could live without my, uh, my small toe, but somebody told me this weird kind of fact, I don't know if it is a fact, but the whole body kind of like relies on its balance. Just on that one small toe. Can you believe that? Listen, you need your small toe. And the smallest uh, person uh, in, in their own eyes here today, where you maybe feel like your part doesn't count, it does. It does count. Makes a big difference. Um, okay, so sadly, again, if we're not careful, we will do some parts of the body more important than others. But to the contrary, those parts are the most important according to Paul. And they are vital. Listen to this. They are vital to the life, the health, and the growth of the church. Somebody say they are vital. They are vital. To the health, the, health, the life, the and the growth of the church. The right? The, the big idea here is that every part, every joint, every uh, member, every person supplies uh, the many different needs of the whole body. Ephesians 4.16 says it best. If we can just turn there. Ephesians 4.16, one verse. Paul says this, again, in the same light of what he's talking about in 1 Corinthians 12. He says this. He makes God, this is what he's, he is God, makes the whole body fit together, what? Perfectly, Paul says. There's no flaws in the way God puts his body together. It's perfect. And he goes on to say, as each part does what? Its own special work. Let, let's just break off of yourself the need to do every part or somebody else's part. You do and you have your own special parts. Okay? So Paul, he, he does. He, he lets us still be an individual as, as, in our giftedness and our part, as in expression. We still have our own individualistic expressions. That's a word. Um, and, but yet, in the midst of that kind of unique, different expression of our part, or our gift, we still make up a yeah. whole body. We still are one body. Amen? And so the big idea here, friend, today, and I hope you catch it in the skits, I hope you catch it in the many different things that we do here this evening, is that not only you feel part of the body, but you find what part you are. And then... In finding what part you are, you don't just sit in your seat and breathe air, but you supply. You know, me and my wife part of two churches, I think, in our whole 35 years, 36 years. Two churches. Hey, what's up, girl? Right there. We're part of two different churches. And you know what? It was never because of pride. 
that I would try to vibe for a position. I wanted to serve. I didn't want to just sit. I believe that in the two churches in my whole 35 years of life, that I just was motivated by pride to kind of find my way into being a part. I looked at Scripture and I said, no, God, you want me to be a part. But some of us just need to get it. Some of us just need to get off our keisters and be a part of the body so that the body can have what it needs. What it needs. Amen? Amen. Um, the professional group is going to present their skit um, to be able to illustrate the point of the message. Do you want to bring the lights down? Yeah. Okay. Uh, doors locked. Yeah, the doors locked. No, no, no. Hey, 